0: ethics in general i say like we're basically a speck of dust on a little pebble floating mm-hmm. through right? like nothing we do yeah. actually but we can choose to do the the, the quote-unquote right thing or choose to be kind of mm-hmm. that once that sense kind of uh di- like gets immersed in the business world like you'll start to see ceos mm-hmm. that will keep the good head health plan and and mm-hmm. when everyone's kind of playing by the same rules like that's when you start yeah. to see like a just a better
1: or if you can get i think I think if you could get like basically more CEOs to see that by start seeing employees more as an investment, like all right, if you keep them healthier, they're going to want to stay longer. You won't have to spend so much time tra- retraining. You know, make them want to work there. Yeah. You know, kind of like Google. They're like, yeah, we'll pay you whatever you want, and you can have the best of everything. And their stock, I don't know what it's at, like twenty seven hundred or something. Yeah. And so that's like kind of a unicorn situation where it's that's not the case in everyone. But if you had if that was like the general practice and that was the general result, mm-hmm. obviously people would do that because they'd see it as just like, oh, this is how we do well. Yeah. And I think that's also a solution to a lot of the world's like issues, like with climate change. I remember from the time time when I was like 10 when they first started talking about it, I would go once someone figures out a way to take whatever's bad in the air out of the air and make money off of it, we're going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that once like with clean energy, we're, there's some projects that We're looking at that, you know. You're taking oil wells and you're turning like depleted oil wells that are capped. You know, they shoot methane and they're not good, and they're seen as like this scar on the land. Well, you take that, what was uh, formerly like really bad and you know carbon emissions, blah blah blah, and you can turn it actually into a clean source of energy. You can literally take a depleted well and turn it into a clean source of energy. And I think that's really cool. I'm like, you're taking something that some people view as like evil or whatever, and you're reusing it to help the world so like that's the stuff i see that i go you know business can actually bring about really good things you know Mm -hmm. there's something we're working on that restores vision to the blind so the people that get that really like it and i see that as good and i think business like you said can be used as a tool for good it's it's got a bad rap because when they do mess up they mess up big yeah
0: (laughs) and you know i think the other thing there there's the ethics problems where people just you know, I, you mentioned Enron before and like the whole Arthur Anderson thing. But the other issue is that uh, I think it was like the CEO of I, Instagram was saying, this is like the first time we're seeing a lot of this stuff. Like when they put out social media and they start building algorithms, I'm not referring to the Russia thing, but I'm referring more to the fact that a lot of people look at their feeds and they just get depressed, right? Because yeah. they're, like, but they're like, an echo chamber. 24/7. yeah, like they didn't know that was going to happen. They didn't tell the... Algorithm to build an echo chamber. They said, hey, just keep people on the platform. And Mm then the algorithm happened to find out that the way to do that was to build an echo chamber. But like, Mm -hmm. they just didn't know that prior. Now, when Facebook found out, did they have an opportunity to correct that? Yeah, they did. And they didn't take it. That was an issue. But I think it's also like, just we need to be mindful of the fact that we're dealing with a lot of these issues for the first time ever. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And they expect overnight change, which I don't think is like even possible you can't because you have one generation that was literally wired on this algorithm yeah. And if you do yeah. change it number one there's going to be it's going to be experimenting because now you got to change it and if you change it for the worse, then people get off and they go to the guy that said no i'm not changing it, i'm leaving it and then you're out of business so all that change yeah um so there has to be some give and take like look we're all trying to do something new and you know it was great at first like people loved facebook at first because it was like oh you can stay in touch with people more often you can you know and now it's kind of an old hat you know people go oh that's such a millennial thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny because after i started my when i started my podcast i i didn't even have an instagram account in fact i was trying to get off social so i think i deactivated my facebook but you know like mm-hmm. you got to do some marketing and all that nonsense. So. uh I started in IG and and now I don't even, I hardly look at my Facebook. It's more like Instagram gives me the option to post to Facebook. Mm -hmm. So I feel like even I'm phasing (laughs) over. (laughs) I'm not entirely sure why, but um, it is weird. Those like transitions that happen because it was Mm -hmm. such a big thing. And, and, you know, when we were growing up, like everyone, that was how you stayed connected. The thing I do miss about Facebook too is, I don't know if you remember this, but people used to actually post on each other's walls and it was like oh, yeah. really entertaining and then you would see them later and like, hey, like you post on that person's wall and it was like this really fun. But now it's like, it's just you're being fed content. People aren't really interacting anymore. Yeah.
1: It is interesting. Every once in a while, like a friend or like someone's mom will go back to like one picture from like, I don't know, 2010 and like post like, ha ha, because it knows it will bring it to the front of everyone's feed. Yeah. And so you just see this like person's. Huh, 11 years big changes yeah. <laughs> what happened in the mohawk and that i think is fun but no one does that anymore
0: become <laughs> less social i guess and more consumer it's like, like kind of like a
1: news feed in a way but yeah it's a like, news feed that is fed to you i guess right
0: you're right it's for consumption now which is interesting because uh the other thing i've been talking to people about is just finding a creative hobby and you know like I, I just think like there's a part of your brain if you are doing corporate work it's good to find a creative hobby because there's a part of your brain that doesn't really get nurtured in the same way when you're thinking through mm-hmm. logical stuff um, and the other thing corporations bring is yeah there are layoffs and stuff but you get a level of kind of certainty like I know as I joined this consulting firm that you know I started as senior associate then you go manager then you go director when I was mm-hmm. in the medical path you know you're pre-med then you're in med school, then it's residency, then you're a doctor. But when you're doing creative work, it goes back mm-hmm. to what you're saying about the dopamine spike when you get your one subscriber. Like, yeah. you, you don't know why you're doing what you're doing. You don't know what's next. You're just creative work is just whatever it is. And sometimes it catches and sometimes it doesn't. I think mm-hmm. it, it just nurtures a side of your brain um, that you don't see in like your regular day to day job.
1: Oh, 100%. Like, not gonna lie, I didn't know how this was gonna go. You seemed very nice, but I saw you seemed interesting. I'm like, well hopefully he'll say yes i don't know how this is (laughs) gonna go and it kind of forces you to get a little bit more creative step a little bit out of your uh comfort zone because that's one thing that i struggle with a lot is like getting out of my comfort zone because i'm very like oh i'm comfy i'm gonna stay here um but then one side of my brain is drawing me to something new like oh that looks cool Mm -hmm. so it's like a really weird push and pull but uh, podcasting kind of satisfies that. It's I can do stuff I'm comfortable with. Some days, you know, like oh, just the news, or I saw this, or answer a question. And then other days when I'm lucky enough to have someone on, and it get, gets really interesting. And I'm stepping out, hearing about new things, and I like that. And I agree with you. You do definitely need to nurture that side because there are some days that I go, all right, I just labeled three hundred emails. Like like no creativity, not even like logic at that point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you just go like I don't know if that even made like in the grand scheme of things that literally didn't matter what I just did that I spent like 10 10 or 12 hours on and put all that work into literally didn't matter. Yeah. So, I think the creative outlet does help with that. It's like even if other people don't like it, I feel like I put something into. It.
0: Yeah. It gives you ownership over something.
1: Mhm. So you uh, you're starting work again as a consultant for yeah. mergers and acquisition. You excited yeah. about that?
0: I'm pretty excited actually. It's just I think right now I'm in a very strange place because the last few months I've just focused exclusively on my podcast and it's done really well. So it's called Brown People We Know and I basically just interview other South Asian Americans that have taken non-traditional paths, right? And the idea mm-hmm. is a, to dispel external stereotypes. So a lot of people think Indians, Pakistani people, that, like, they're only doctors, they're only lawyers, that kind of stuff, right? So I've mm-hmm. had on like a death metal guitarist that retired and became a dentist. I've what? had on <laughs> a chemical engineer that like ended up becoming a Miss World candidate. And then she like uh, started her own makeup line. Like these really, really crazy, cool people, right? Mm-hmm. That are doing all these things. Um, so I'm like interviewing these people to, to break the stereotypes, but also because when... The kind of the little South Asian community that I did have in Wisconsin, there w- wasn't much, but the little bit that I did have, all those people went into the sciences and went on to be doctors. Right. So mm-hmm. I was getting this kind of community pressure that's sometimes even unintentional because mm-hmm. people are just talking about, oh, look at so and so's kid. They just did this thing or that, you know, so mm-hmm. you hear that and then it puts a little bit of pressure on you to, to go down that do path. do something
1: or down that path as well.
0: Yeah. So I wanted to break that social pressure within the community. And so I have this mm-hmm. podcast and like I said, I've been spending time on it. So like it's been featured in Forbes. It won an award. It's like kind of crazy how it's taken off, but uh, I've been so focused on that. that part of me is now just <laughs> like, Oh man, like the corporate world. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I, I don't want to stay on this for a little bit, um, but I think it'll be interesting to try It'll just be a new, to your point about like getting out of your comfort zone, it'll be a new challenge to try and balance both worlds. And Mm -hmm. needing to do that has forced me to think about it differently because now going back to the thing about ownership and, you know, uh, starting a creative project and where that can take you. I've now started outsourcing some tasks on paying someone to help Mm -hmm. me with editing and these types of things, which is Mm -hmm. a year ago when I started, literally there's a closet over there that I was sitting in. To start Mm -hmm. this podcast, interviewing my friend, like I didn't expect that I'd have to one day start thinking about, you know, putting Mm -hmm. it, put putting together a budget for this and all those. Yeah, but yeah, so I have mixed feelings. The other thing is like, uh, you know, I have this time where I'm training to be a pilot. So like, Mm -hmm. the downside is once I start corporate work, it reduces my amount of time on this creative work. But the upside is I'm training to be a pilot. Hopefully, I'll have my license by then. If I want to go fly a plane, that's not cheap to do. So No. <laughs> this is gonna be funding that habit.
1: Flying a plane, I'm guessing, is not the cheapest hobby you could have
0: picked. Uh my grandpa, like he's he's here now because of COVID. COVID in India is really bad. So, you know, kind of hanging with us for a little bit is really funny because I sat down at the dinner table and just kind of looks at me. Again, immigrant family, right? He goes, mm-hmm how is flying a plane going to help your career?
1: <laughs> and I go, like I can get the interview quicker.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I was tempted to be like, well, it's like a networking thing, right? Like you take up a director and next day they, they make you a director. But I just like, I looked him in the eyes and I was like, grandpa, like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't think we're at that point anymore. The commute's like, terrible. Like when you're at the point where you can, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just
1: like, you got to have something for fun. Yeah. Like- I mean, the joke that i
0: kind of throw out there is uh you know like our family has now moved after the whole immigration thing like we've moved from thousands to let's say hundred thousands and now my job is to get the family from hundred thousands to millions and like Mm -hmm. so the joke that i've been making is like look i'm just doing what i see old rich people do like if bezos is flying Mm -hmm. rockets now like the least i could do is start with planes yeah we'll see where we go from
1: there i'm not gonna fly a rocket but i can do like one step below yeah and then my kids like it's on them (laughs) maybe they'll get a rocket the rockets yeah by then Uh, who knows what the thing will be then but i think
0: it it is important because if you just stay in that work 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 mentality ownership mentality and like the, the hobbies have taught me so much right like climbing you realize you can always go one hold further than than you, re- than you think mm. you can, and so it's it's built a sort of mental resilience. But then, like the podcasting, which again was just a creative outlet for me in the beginning, mm. it's now taught me the value of owning something. And so there, mm. there are these things, these lessons that I'm getting, kind of from quote unquote play, that will eventually translate back to my career. But to your point, it's just really like if you're not in that point where you need to be working,
1: mm. um, there's more to life.
0: <laughs> like yeah. it,
1: well, I mean. Right now I was lucky enough. I took a job in private equity. It's basically a startup because we haven't gotten our fund closed. So the pay is not um regular. The there's no benefits right now. And but because I was able to do it, it's literally showed me a whole new world that I never would have seen because I would never have gone, yeah, I'll go into investment, or I'll go into this. Even though I liked investment, I was like just kind of like, I gotta do something safe, uh, etc. And it showed me a whole new world. I'm like you know, I can actually do this. And even if it doesn't work out with, with this company, cause I'm not hundred percent sure that I'm going to stay there. I'd like to, to be honest, cause they've shown me a lot. But at the end of the day, I'm in the position where, yeah, I took basically a year off, but without taking the year to like explore this opportunity, I would have never seen that. Like, Oh, I definitely want to go into this to your point having the ability to go and see these things and just do these different opportunities is so valuable so people should try to take the opportunity and not just stick in that got to get a job right out of college got to do this got to do this got to do this now student loans make that difficult i'm not saying it's easy for everyone but like the whole bet mentality of all right now get in and grind for 25 years that is kind of dead to be honest right now like people aren't staying in the same job no matter what for 25 years normally it's just because there's not that much upward mobility in companies because they realize they don't need 30 senior vice presidents. They need three. So you get to a certain point and you go, well, I've got the experience. Let me go to someplace a little bit smaller that I can get up. And there uh, there was some study that was done that showed that our generation is not staying put anymore. It's like you work at a place for a couple of years, you get some experience. Or if you do get moved up, yes, you stay even longer. But like the average, I think, is five years now. And, yeah
0: i mean for me it was way shorter <laughs> well <don't> yeah <laughs> i stayed anywhere for more than a year at this point but uh i mean
1: i did three yeah. months at one place and i was like mm. yeah
0: <laughs> that was actually the same for me i i had a a boss that i hated and i was living in the suburbs where there was no one above 18 and below <laughs> like 35 and i was just like i can't i can't do this anymore <laughs> I used to, you know what I, I would like come home and I had like a mini charcoal grill and I would Mm -hmm. just sit, my balcony was like a cement balcony. So I'd just sit on that and just grill. And then I just, I didn't know what else to do. So after (laughs) a couple of months, I was like, man, I just, I got to find something else.
1: See, it's funny you bring that up because where I live right now, I'm in the middle of nowhere. I'm I'm (laughs) on a lake, I'm on a lake and we have like ATV trails and there's a sandbar and stuff. But during the week, no one. (laughs) <laughs> and because it's on a lake not most people our age can afford a lake house right now yeah. um, it was left to me and i then i paid it off i went into boston one day i'm like oh my god there's so much to do here yeah these people <laughs> over it's here it's weird
0: because i I, always, I would always think that like in those types of places or periods like i would be really focused right like there's no distractions mm-hmm. out here but i it's weird i find that the more i have on my plate the more focused i become And so I kind of needed to get back into a place where I had a social life, where I had uh, work, where I had a hobby and that kind of stuff. And uh, I'm moving to New York pretty soon. So I'm assuming that I will find other people my age there, hopefully somewhere in the city, maybe. (laughs) Not a lot of people. You're
1: definitely going to see someone. Yeah. If you can't find someone your age in New York, I don't know what you're doing. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: work from home now, Gerald. Oh, I forgot about that. It's just the guy working from home. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I'm sure like the climbing gym and between climbing gym and piloting and all the things I'm doing outside of work, I'll probably find some friends. Um, in fact, New York is the first move I'm making to a big city where I already have friends ahead of time. So some people from my MBA program are there, and uh, some of the podcast guests are all over there already. So um mm. it'll be fun to like cool. you know because i don't have to go through that period of like i was like i don't and know and
1: anyone yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah let me just go hang out a bar and hope i catch something
0: right <laughs> i used to volunteer a lot but like yeah i don't know that can yeah. get kind it's of like
1: a, i'm volunteering to make friends that's kind of weird <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah
0: it works but it's a slow process
1: yeah and it's also yeah. like wow this is a lot of work <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah exactly
1: Can't I I just, just take go a back class to somewhere bar? and meet someone like Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening. Due to editing, we're going to be breaking this interview up into a few segments. So if you enjoyed listening, please stay tuned and have a great day. Bye-bye.